even if you tell me that you understand, it'll only be to stop the conversation. What do you mean? So that no, you can go back all. to no. not understanding. No, I'm not. I don't do that. I know that sounded so <laughs> fake, too. That sounded like the falsest thing ever. Like, I don't do that. Hi, and welcome to It's Going to Get Stupid, your favorite pop culture podcast. My name's Jose. And I'm Richard. And we're your hosts for every single day, today, every day. Of your life. The next day. We, we you know what? You. Wouldn't that be cool if you had a host yeah. that announced you everywhere? And entering the Panera Bread is Jose. Why do you go to Panera? I don't. I'm just saying if like, I went to Panera, I would want to host a Panera. Like, I'm not going to need a host at I mean, McDonald's. Come on now. <laughs> Panera's kind of gross. I mean, unless they want to throw some ad dollars at us. Then Panera is delicious. Why is Panera, Panera gross? I don't know. Like, I mean, is that just like a thought you have? Because yeah. I, 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 the, the bread bowls are good. I'm not a fan. Oh, I'm not a fan. Are you not a fan of bread? Are you not a fan of soup? I'm are you not, not a fan, fan of, of soup Panera's and bread? bread okay. and soup. It does get kind of gross. Yeah, after mushy, yeah. mushy, mushy bread. Yeah. Um. Yeah, not man. feeling it. I, I go not to. You know when I go to Panera. It. When I can't go anywhere, when I, there's nothing else to think. You know what I mean? It's like one of those places where you're like, you want to go here? You want to go here? No, no, no. You know what? Let's go to Panera. No. Yeah. You know it's when, a settle. You know when you don't eat, when you go to Panera? You don't. You eat the granola bar that's been stuck in between the, the, the back that's and the That's when you don't want the granola the bar. And you actually want to just sit down somewhere and use free Wi-Fi. <laughs> Panera. That's, that's where true. it's at. We have free Wi-Fi. That's what their slogan should be. <laughs> Panera. We have free Wi-Fi. And clean bathrooms because I've actually used the bathroom in a Panera before I had to go into a meeting. But you didn't actually eat there. Didn't but do anything. Use the restroom. Yeah, it did. Smart. Walked in. Thank you, Panera. Straight to the restroom. Let us walked know. Right back out. Let us know what you're Panera. When you have to go to the restroom, <laughs> and need free Wi-Fi, and need free Wi-Fi, which you could use in the restroom. <laughs> but don't get any of our food. It's terrible. That's that's their slogan. <laughs> that's to their be. Slogan. I don't know how they're going to make money of that, but you know, throw some ad revenue at it. So cool. On today's show, we are going to talk about something. It's a little couples therapy, actually. Because, um, so here's the scenario. Let me just forget what the <laughs> thing. So, uh, you want to change the names in this, in no, this scenario? No, it's about me and my wife. I'm, I'm an open book, man. An open book. Just. Well, we'll be able to use that phrase in the next like 30 years when books don't exist and I'm be a, like, I'm an open tablet. I'm an open what Kindle. What you say? I'm, I'm, like an a, open I'm a free e- download. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm a free download. You can read all of me. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so anyway so uh yesterday which well no it's not yesterday saturday this past saturday um i did some i did a honeydew list with me and my kids right we did all these chores around the house and before we did them i told my wife i said hey look i'm gonna do all these chores for sure like i was gonna do them anyway and i said i'm gonna spend some time with the kids do you think it's cool if i go to the movies because everybody i haven't gone to see, y'all know i haven't gone to see a movie in a long time yeah but i got they canceled his movie but pass. i got the a-list from from amc stubbs a-list which lets you see three movies every week. It's amazing. It's way better than movies. AMC, throw us some money. It's 20 bucks a month, and it's worth it if you watch Give movies. us some free subscriptions. If you watch like three movies in a month, you're good to go. Okay? So anyway, so I've, I've watched, I wanted to watch a movie. I didn't know what was playing. All I knew is I had to go after the kids went to bed. I had to go to the movies. Okay? But it was just me. I go to the movies alone a lot. Didn't think about it. Um, let me preface this by saying the week prior... Julie and I, Julie's my wife, Julie and I tried to go to the movies on Wednesday to, to see, the see movie. A Star is Born. But due to scheduling conflict, we couldn't go see the movie. So we were going to, we were planning to see it in the future. 
So I open up my browser to look and see what movies are playing. And this is, mind you, this is early Saturday. Like, this is not, you know, I've, I just I just said, hey, go to the movie, so I'm looking. The only movie that I want to see in that time slot is A Star is Born. So I spend the rest of the day, and I didn't tell her this because this is, this is just me internally. I spent the rest of the day, like, racking my brain on what I want to do. I went back and forth, like, maybe I should just watch Halloween because that was another movie that was showing, but I don't want to watch that movie. Yeah, I was, I surprised, I was surprised that you uh, used that as the... I know, because I'm, I'm a terrible like, yeah. liar. That's why. <laughs> um, so I, I looked and looked, and there was, like, Smallfoot, and there was um, Goosebumps. Oh, man, I don't want to see that movie. Like, these are just movies I did not want to see. Like, I just wanted to see an interesting film. Everything else, though, was at 10.45, which means I'd get home at 1 o'clock in the morning, and I have to teach... Bible study in the next morning, so I don't want to see that. So I decided I'm going to bite the bullet and I'm going to see A Star is Born. So when I made that decision, I also made the decision to lie to my wife about what I was going to see. Offense number one. Because I knew, I knew that if I said I want to see that movie, she'd be upset. I mean, and not like I thought, and I didn't think she'd be like terribly upset. I think she'd just be like annoyed. Like, why would you want to go see that movie? And then I have to explain it. And then maybe I'd back out and I wouldn't get to go to the movies. So I was being selfish and I was like, I'm going to the movies no matter what. And I'm going to see, this is the only movie I want to see. So I'm going to see this. But if I really want to go to the movies no matter what, I would have seen, I would have went and seen Goosebumps. Not the point now, guys. The point <laughs> is, is that so I went to the movies. I came home and my wife was still up. She, I got her a soda on the way home because I felt bad about what I did. And she goes, what did you see? And I said, oh, I went to see Halloween. Total lie. Like I didn't even need to lie at that point. I, actually just I thought told you her, told you went to go see Peppermint. No, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> because this is where it gets terrible. So um, no, no, no. Before I left, I told her I was going to go see Halloween. Right. And then when I got home, she said, how was the movie? I said, oh, it was good. I didn't see Halloween, though. I went and saw Peppermint. See, you went too far. You went too far. Why did I go that far with a lie? It made no sense whatsoever. And I think I did because I have not actually seen Halloween, but I have seen Peppermint. So if she asked me questions, I'm, I'm like really deceptively thinking this through <laughs> so I don't get caught. Offense number two. <laughs> so anyway, we go to bed. It's all fine. No problem. So then today on the way to church, we are talking and she's saying well, about what an amazing husband I am and all that. And I'm like, where is this coming from? No, I'm a terrible person. I lied. And so anyway, she's telling me all that stuff. And I was like, I got to come clean. And so I said, hey, look, you can't get mad. Don't get mad. I'm going to tell you something. That's probably <laughs> offense number that's three. really not the good thing to say when you don't want somebody mad. They're like automatically mad. It's like, hey, no it. offense. Yes. it's actually, I'm not racist. <laughs> but, you know, it's like the same thing. It's like prefacing with like, I know you're going to be mad. I don't want you to be mad. So I'm going to just tell you you can't be mad because me, me and my feelings. Um, and then I told her, hey, last night I actually went to see A Star is Born. And she just shut down on me. It was Offense cold shoulder. It was like, I don't want to talk to you right now. We're about to go into church and I have to teach. And she did not talk to me. And I think she's still mad at me right now. And that was like five hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was a while ago, man. That was maybe four. Yeah, it was like five hours ago. So um, so what I wanted to talk about today <laughs> with that story is because it doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't make a sense. Yeah. Like I understand the lying part. That because it made that makes no sense whatsoever, and that could make anybody angry. But she's super offended that I went to see this movie without her, even yeah. though I still want to see it again with her. Like I and she'll see it for the first time, and I will see it as if I saw it for the first time because that's the way I watch movies. But so what is so when you watch movies or you like watch TV shows, yeah. right? Because that's another thing people do yeah. that, right? Like you can't watch that show without me. You can't watch the next episode. But I watch the next. I you know what? In fact, not only do I watch the next episode, I will Wikipedia the whole season. And find out what is going on before we watch the show. And Julie hates it, man. So, so it, it's really interesting. Like Jose, 
Jose and my wife have very similar personalities. Uh, Jose, so Jose and Holly have very similar personalities, and me and Julie have very similar personalities. We've all known each other for a long I time. I married my best friend. <laughs> That's what happened. Um, we've all known each other for a long time, and I can tell you from my perspective, the reason why... Because like, I'll watch shows without Holly, right? But for the most part, like she doesn't really care. Like It's on Netflix or whatever. Like She can go back and rewatch that. If I go see a movie without without her... She she'll usually get a little like like frustrated by it like, oh, because she wants to see it with me yeah. first. But at the same time, as long as I make an effort to immediately like like you and I went and saw um, Infinity War, right? I immediately took her the next Saturday, like the next opportunity I could to make sure that she saw it. So that way, I'm not like sitting there for like a week and a half or two weeks before she could actually see it and not have that experience, right? But she understood like you know you and I need to watch it so that we could review it and talk about it. Um, and so she understood that. Right. But here, here's the thing. And this is where like, cause I'm trying to think Holly was on your side. Cause yeah. of course we talked about this. She's just like, what? what Holly was matter? on your side because it's, it's like a minute. It's like a non, it's a non-issue. It's a non-issue. Right. Okay. However, however, from my perspective, had I hyped up a movie or made a big deal about wanting to see it with Holly and, not just like, you know, like I want to see it, but like it was going to be a thing. Julie doesn't go to the movies very often. She does not, right? But and she really so to see this movie. she really wanted to see it, right? So, but she's still going oh, to get to see it. She's still going to get to see it, but she's not going to get to see it with you for the first time. What, what does that matter? That's that's the part that tricks me out, right? What does it matter that I'm not seeing it for the first time? Because for whatever reason, it's an emotional event. Like it, it's it's been cataloged in the brain as an emotional event to see this with you while you're both experiencing for the first time. I don't know why, because I don't really want to make any sense though. But the only reason why I I don't know why is because I don't want to see this movie. Like I could care less about Lady Gaga and Gaga and and, B Coops and B Coops. B Coops. Right. I mean, he needs to take a bath basically. He looks dirty. He's like Brad Pitt. Yeah. Or Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Like take a bath. What's wrong with you? Take a bath. I don't care. Just take a bath. (laughs) Get at least one layer of dirt off of you. Do you see? I think it's tanning. I think, I think it's don't dirt. care. Don't care. Get a layer of it off. But my point being is that I think, you know, we don't, our society, especially for a lot of us who we're raising kids, we, we homeschool, like we, we do these things where it eats up a lot of time, right? That the things that are now emotional markers in our everyday can sometimes revolve around entertainment you know, for Julie, she doesn't go to the movies very often. Right. And so that's an emotional marker, you know, for that experience. Right. So I guess what I'm hearing is, is she said, we're going to go to the movies together. Yes. We're going to watch this movie that I want to see. And he actually wants to see it too. Cause I, she didn't think I would want to see it. And I said, right. wow, that sounds great. I want to go see it. I want exactly. to see it. And so she's like, Oh, it's a movie we both like. And we're both going to go see it and we're going to be together. Yes. Okay. Cause we don't get that much time together cause we have a million children. <laughs> and so, me going to see it by myself yeah. is almost like me saying it doesn't matter to me about the event right. that we're having. Exactly. There's no emotional attachment whatsoever. Exactly. You know what? She's right, though. <laughs> like, legitly, like, I have no emotional attachment to how much. That's the thing, though, as I don't. She could have watched the movie on a bootleg, and I would have been like, oh, well, okay, we'll just go see it anyway. It's yeah. just cool in the theater. Like, I will go see it five times. I, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Watching a movie is not necessarily an emotional event. Because to me. you watch a ton of movies. I guess that's what it is. I mean, they just, I just, I mean, they're emotional events 
the movie itself, but right. not like me seeing it with a certain person. Right. But I, you, I guess you know, like, uh, let me think because uh, honestly, uh, I want to walk that back um, because I think about Audrey. Yeah. And <clears throat> so, interestingly enough, I'm saying all this, and I just remembered something. My aunt took Audrey to see her first movie. Okay. I didn't. And yeah. Neither did Julie. And I, I wouldn't say I was like super upset about it, but I was a little bit emotionally hurt by it. Absolutely. Because I'm like. That's my thing. Right. And now I'm not going to do it with my right. kid. But they went and saw the Smurfs. So I was like, I'm glad I didn't actually go. Um, but I'm very logical and rational about things. So I'm not a very emotional person. Well, it was like when um, my my dad and stepmom took our kids to the beach for the first time. We hadn't taken the kids to the beach. And so for me, I didn't really care because I was like, whatever. Like, they're going to the beach. I don't want to go to the beach. Right. But Holly was a little upset. Yeah. Like, she wasn't upset at them because they took our kids out and they had a great time she was just upset that she didn't get to experience that first time when like luca never got to run into the ocean or anything like that right and like we've experienced that now because we've taken them back to the beach a couple of times but it's that first time and so i think i think what it is is you know there's just there's an emotional attachment to an event that revolved around a movie right that revolve like the movie is kind of the non-issue right it's the experiencing something together yeah that and this is going to be she told me something about it being special now it's not special anymore because i watched the movie and i'm right like, and so the entire special. time because because but in my head right us being together is the special part of that it doesn't matter what movie we're watching so that's the problem with it, me is there's a disconnect because i'm like if we just spend time together that is special to me movies period. are special to you. movies are special to you but they're not it's not like finding gold Right. Well, yeah, but I mean, like the thing that's special is that I get to watch a movie with her. Right. Any movie, it never because she doesn't go out to movies. So, okay. her going to the movie right. with me is a special thing, which is why I probably watch it because I'm like, I'm still gonna get to go to the movies with her. But for her, th- so like, this is this is a weird episode. It's already. Couples therapy. No, it's couples therapy, guys. But like, let's say she like she she wants to do something with you, right? Like, you guys don't get a lot of time together as it is. She knows that you enjoy movies. She really wants to see this movie. So this is an opportunity for you guys to share in an event that you're both going to enjoy. She's not just going to the movie just because she wants to tag along with you. She actually wants to see this and you wanted to see it. And it's something that you really enjoy that you, Jose, actually really enjoys. Right. So to experience that together, it's like, oh, great. Like, we'll both see this movie for the first time. It's something that he likes to do and that I actually want to do, even though I don't go to the movies very often. So Netflix cheating is on the rise globally. So this is from Netflix, by the way. 46% of streaming couples around the world are watching ahead of their parties and most only plan to cheat more. Like like I said, like for me, I want to watch a movie. I'm going to want to watch a show with you and it's a show we're both emotionally involved. We talk about it. Yeah. Like there's been plenty of shows that me and Julia have watched together that we really didn't watch further along. I'm trying to think of one recently. Uh, Breaking Bad, but we watch them at different times. Sometimes yeah. we watch them at different times. We don't always watch them at the same time. There, Lost was the one we watched at the same time, and I hate myself for that over and over again. <laughs> it was okay. Um, Game of Thrones sometimes, but not again. It was all yeah. There's not. I, I can't really think of a show that we. I know there have been because I, like I said, I will go ahead. Daredevil, I think, was one, and I went ahead and looked at the Wikipedia to find out what yeah. was going on through the whole season. I spoil stuff a lot. Do you guys do that? Do you? I do. Do you do that? Like, I do. I know you. Well, I know you do because you're always looking at like what's going to happen. And yeah. Spoilers and like theories and different things. But I will literally go 
Sometimes I won't even go watch a movie. Yeah. I'll just read the synopsis on Wikipedia and be like, oh, okay, that's what the movie's about. I don't want to see that movie. Or I do want to see that movie. That sounds interesting. I will only... So I'll only full-on spoil something. And if I know if I'm... Like, episode seven, right? I spoiled it for myself because I knew that we weren't going to be able to get a babysitter for like three or four weeks after it came out. And I wasn't going to be able to watch it. And I was gonna have to duck and and weave yeah. out of every single conversation at work. So I might as well just figure out what it's about. And might as well just it. hear what the synopsis is and or like go through some of the plot points and figure it out. And that way, I'm not trying to like stress myself out. I'm already stressed out as it is. I don't need some stupid movie stressing out my life. I might as well just get over it and and, and spoil it. So I do that if I know I'm just not gonna be able to get an opportunity to go go see it when I really want to. I think I did that for Batman versus Superman because I waited until that came out uh uh for rental. Should have waited forever. Forever and gouged out my brain when I saw it. <laughs> and just thrown in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> thrown in that garbage fire that the kids are getting in part. But typically like I won't watch a series that like Walking Dead, right? Yeah. Like we we wait for every September to come out because we don't have cable. And we've discovered that we would hate that show if we actually watched it as the episodes are being released. So we actually like binge watching it. I mean, we just, the last season just came out or season eight just came out on Netflix. Watched it in four days. Oh my gosh. You know, but we watched it together yeah. and like, I didn't, I didn't jump ahead. So is there, is there a show that you've ever jumped ahead? Uh, so Breaking Bad, I watched on my own, but no, I mean, a show that you guys are watching together and you jumped ahead, not even not looked on what's going on in the future. Like you literally watched the next episode and and then pretended that <laughs> you hadn't seen it. I've never done it with the show. We've done it with the movie. I've done it with the movie as Batman Ninja. Really? Yeah. And she's oh, was she pretty mad? She but. was she was pretty upset about that <laughs> because we had talked about the trailer and I guess I had forgotten that she had she had shown interest in watching it. And so when she's out of town and I watch it, I'm thinking like, Holly's never going to want to see this. This looks insanely stupid. I'm going to watch this Batman anime. Did you ever watch it? No. Out of spite. Out of spite, she's not seen that movie. I don't think we're going to go see a a Star Wars Born now because (laughs) she she was was so mad that she's like, I don't even know if I want to see it with you. I'm like, what? And and there's been times where I'd be like, let's just watch Batman. Like as soon as she told me like she was upset about it. Uh, cause she, she got, she got wind of it. Like after I had rented it, she saw it show up in her iPad <laughs> and then for whatever reason she couldn't download it while she wasn't uh, out of town. And, uh, she was like, yeah, I saw that you watched it without me. I wanted to see it. I was like, well, let's go. Let's like watch it right now. She's like, no, I'm not in the mood. So, <laughs> and I, and I know Holly's going to listen to this it's, it's a- <laughs> and she's going to say something in return. <laughs> She'll probably post something on our Facebook page about this. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, th- I think these little couple, I thought it was funny just to do like a couples therapy episode just to see what, cause you know, watching media and being interested in entertainment. Yeah. Right. When you're both kind of in inter- cause there's some people, oddly enough, everybody, I don't know if you knew this, there's some people that don't like watch movies ever. Like they don't, this doesn't appeal to them. Yeah. Sit and watch movies or watch TV. So Julie and I, you know, she's not really a movie goer, like go to the movies, but she does like watching movies and she definitely watches more movies now that she's met me because I watch a lot, ton of movies. Yeah. Um, but we still like to watch shows together like Sherlock. Um, there's some, I mean, Parks and Rec, Office, you know, we watch those together. Um, different different shows. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think that's okay. That's what it was. It was Brooklyn Nine-Nine because we were watching it and I was like sneaking episodes <laughs> ahead and watch this, looking at them on Wikipedia because I can't, I just can't wait. And when our schedules don't ever link up. Yeah. So I think we stopped watching shows together. For that reason. Now, I've rewatched The Office 
um, many times at this point is she'll pick up right where I leave yeah. off. But like, this is the office. Up, right? yeah. yeah. So yeah. I want to. What I want to know is I want you guys to to talk to us about it. You know, leave a message on our phone number, which Let's is see. that number is two eight one six nine eight seven five three eight. Leave us a voicemail about you know just how you Netflix cheat or movie cheat or whatever it is, or if you think that's terribly wrong and or how you've been cheated on by somebody Netflix watching something or movie wise. Yeah, I mean not like <laughs> not like emotionally. I mean this isn't a couple. Physically. This is a couples therapy podcast, guys. <laughs> We're not going to be like talking about relationship problems, but I just want it's find interesting to see how much of this is going on and what people really believe. Think about it because. Like to me, it's not it's not a big deal, which is why I do it. But to my wife, it is. So I guess I should stop doing it. Probably um, send us an email at it's going to get stupid at gmail dot com. Find us on Twitter at igtgs show. Join the conversation at facebook dot com slash it's going to get stupid. I don't know the conversation that's going on there, but I know you want to join it. Or Instagram that send do, do, send it for, do it for the gram. Do it for the gram at it's going to get stupid. Oh, I just so I'm a thirty six year old. Male, and I just said, "Do it for the gram." Do it for the gram, dude. Have you seen that movie trailer for Mule? It, no, I haven't. It's the Clint Eastwood film. I, I don't know if he directed. I was it. about to say it's lit, but it don't didn't. It didn't, it didn't fit. Cut it out. There, <laughs> the lit didn't fit. Anyway, I don't know if that's weird. <laughs> so it, it's basically Clint Eastwood is a, is a drug mule. Okay, weird. It's very interesting. It looks yeah. it looks like a good movie. Um, it's got he got B Cooper in it. <laughs> no, did he boy. take a bath before well, he did no, this movie? So, I th- so you know, Clinton Eastwood directed American Sniper, so I had Bradley Cooper in it. I think he directed this one too, and he was supposed to direct A Star Is Born, but he didn't. Um, but he looks old, like because he Clint is Eastwood old. is old. old. But it looks like an interesting film because he's a drug mule and he's like mm. doing it for his family and he's like being foreclosed on. I don't know. Interesting. I saw it. That's one of the trailers I saw on the Forbidden does movie say, that I watched. Get off my lawn. Yeah, in, in his head, he does. Yeah. I think he kills a cop. It yeah. looks like he's killing a cop in the movie. Um, so let's move right along <laughs> to uh, the last movie that you watched. So the last movie I watched, which Jose's already seen this, so we'll, I guess, talk about it in more detail this time, but was Sicario, Day of the Soledad. Day of the Soledad. Um, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, quick take. Did you like the first one or second one better? I like the first one better. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I like the first one better. Partly because that Emily Blunt in it. Emily Blunt in it. I think she's great. I think she's a great actress. She did nothing in the movie. I thought she was a great actress. Okay. Anyway. I think she's a great actress. So just she didn't do anything in the movie. Um, you mean Mary Poppins? I thought she added a different, a different perspective. Yeah. Okay. Like to where not- like the second one was just brutal. Like it was from the beginning. I mean, that's what I liked. I like kind of like those. If I like my drug movies to be that way, yeah. though, like just heart rip, like it's as if I'm actually on cocaine. That's what I want my drug movies. <laughs> I mean, this kind of was like, like that. It was. I it mean, was like fast paced. From we'll kind of spoil this because I mean, there's nothing really to spoil. It's a movie about so basically Josh Brolin's character is a CIA operative. He does book. he does some shady things off to get books. things done, right? So and are you so, going to change that too? Like off the books? You're not going to say that anymore. What are you going to say off the books? Who knows? Off the record. Off the tablet. Off the off the, off the e-reader. Off the e-reader. <laughs> I don't know what you would say. <laughs> um, off the digital files. So the government has has positioned him. Basically, they there was a terrorist attack on the on U.S. soil, and it was brutal. Like that attack. Oh yeah, in the, in the supermarket. In the supermarket that mm-hmm. was rough. Like that was really hard to watch. Well, the, little, the little lady was oh man, it yeah, was, it was intense. Yeah, this movie is intense. Like that's the thing about this movie. And so they basically want to start a war with the cartels, so that the American government can then have a reason to go in with the full force of the military and 
nullify the situation, but they can't do that without there being like a, a threat mm-hmm. to American soil. So they basically hire Josh Brolin, who is going to hire Benicio de Toro's character to start this war between the cartels. They kidnap a daughter of, so they kidnap. So a, but before that, they yeah. like they shoot a attorney. You know, they do all this stuff to try to make yeah. it seem like the cartels are. So doing one of the cartels happens to be the boss that uh, the boss of the guy that killed his family mm-hmm. in the first movie. So he's kind of positioning this as like, okay, you know, I'm going to take out more people that killed my family. And so they kidnap that cartel leader's daughter, um, Carlos Reyes, I think. And, um, they start pitting the, them at war. Something, some bad stuff happens to where they can't get to their, to their exit point. Like the Mexican government starts interfering with this, the scenario and they all well, get I think separated. I think it's corrupt, corrupt yeah, police. Yeah, it's, it's like up, corrupt basically. police. The, like, people that were working with the, cartels. With the cartels. And so they basically, the government comes in and says, like, this has gone to trash. Like, our government comes in and says, this has gone to trash. Shoot, it basically said, you can't shoot up Mexican police. Right, like on, on TV. Yeah. Right, like people saw it. And so people are freaking out. They're like, clean the slate. Like, take care of everything, Spot, make it spotless. And so they basically want to kill Benicio del Toro's character. And, and the, the little, little girl, girl, because she's seen everybody. She's she's been witness to everything, and Benicio del Toro isn't going to have that. So he he finds a way. He's going to try to get her across the border, um, so that she can go into witness protection and have a opportunity to start a new life, right? And in between that, um, they get they get they run across another cartel, like a like a minor cartel, um, that is doing the the border crossings and. This this little kid that you kind of you don't really know why the story's following him. Yeah, they don't intersect until like later. They on. don't intersect till later, but I have a theory about that. They don't they intersect once while in in Texas when yeah. the story's kind of beginning. This this kid who is going to be a kind of a, a drug runner and a mule runner for people crossing the border. Um, Coyote. Yeah, um, he sees him in the parking lot. Like the car that Benicio del Toro and Josh Brolin are in almost hits him in a mall parking lot. And so that very he, convenient. Yeah, very convenient. And so when when Benicio del Toro is trying to cross the border with the girl, the kid sees him because it happens to be the exact same little cartel, minor cartel that's doing these border crossings that he's working for. So they point him out, they kidnap they basically tie him up. Home dude shoots him in the face. That was an intense scene too. That was it was very so intense. So basically, scene. let me describe the scene because it was it was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the way it was done, it was you know it was hardcore, gruesome. but it was beautiful the way it was shot yeah. because so the the little cartel leader guy says hey you know you need to she has one of the young guys go and says shoot yeah. him and the guy can't do it and so the, the leader just shoots that guy in the head and he dies and he hands the gun to the kid and says you do it yeah and they're like oh man no it's our cousin he's too small he's like no he's got to be a man and, he does and i think that he's not going to do it like i'm like oh he's not gonna yeah. shoot this guy and he just shoots him like yeah almost i mean there's a hesitation but it's not it's very it's, little. It's not as much hesitation as I'd like to little. have. And he just shoots him. And I'm like, oh. And I was like, Benicio Zatoro's character just died. I was like, wow. Yeah. This is a good movie. So at first I thought, I was like, okay, maybe they did a bait and switch. And they... Because the bag, right? The yeah, because the, the bag. So they 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 bag they put a bag over Benicio Zatoro's character's head. And I'm thinking like, okay... It's you, actually you, somebody else. It's actually somebody yeah. else. Because when they bag him, you see that happen in a bus. And then you see them carrying out a body. And you're like, okay, Benicio Del Toro can't be dead. Like, the whole movie's about him. Like, this whole franchise is about him. You can't just kill him. And then 
as they they so Benicio Toro gets shot, they all drive off. As they get as they're driving off, Josh Broland is rolling up with his military crew or his CIA crew, and they just light up. Dude, they tear them like up. Those dude. vehicles. Like like yeah, it was crazy. But the kid jumps off before that. And the little kid that shot Benicio de Toro's character in the face jumps off and starts walking off into the desert. Way before they get to that checkpoint. Yeah. And so the the movie kind of ends. Benicio del Toro actually wakes up. Like he gets the shroud off of his face. He's got a bullet hole in his in like going from one cheek to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like limping along. He runs into another. He runs into another cartel car, and he he in the car that he's in, he finds a grenade. Like and he just chunks it out of the window, and it just lands into the car, and you see him explode. And then the movie kind of ends. Um, and then coming back to it, and I'm going through this real fast because we've talked about this movie before. Um, coming back, the kind of post credits kind of ro- or like they're starting to roll, and you see this kid about a year later that jumped out of the truck that shot Benicio Torres' character in the face that saw him in the mall, and you see him walking through the same mall, and see. So, and the caption says it's a year later, and he's all kind of tatted up now, he's a gangster, and he walks into the place where he he usually goes to do his like money drop or to pick up his his cash for doing the job of being a coyote and Benicio del Toro sitting in there. I'm like, Oh great. This kid's going to die. Right. And he asks him like, he's like, he just kind of looks at him. He's like, so you want to be a Sicario? And then he just kind of looks at him and the kid kind of nods his head. He's like, let's talk about your future. I, I think the kid's been in on it from the beginning. What? So like he's been, like Benicio Toro's like grooming him up somehow and he makes it out so he shoots him in the mouth he shot him in the mouth why wouldn't you shoot him in the head because like, he doesn't like, know what he's doing he's never shot a gun before but, but how convenient is it that he shoots him right in the cheek to the movie, other cheek movie convenient right exactly movie convenient and and why wouldn't it, knowing Benicio Del Toro's character throughout the entirety of both of these movies why would he not have just shot the kid at the end yeah because he wants to, he knows his time is up, and he wants to make this guy. But up. that's what I'm saying. He like, still has I, a fight I, against Carlos Reyes, man. But I'm he, just, killed, he killed, he killed right. Carlos Reyes. But he still got a fight against his boss. I don't know, man. No, he didn't what? kill Carlos Reyes. No, he didn't. No, okay. Carlos, you actually never see Carlos Reyes. No, we do because he goes to his home. Remember, he's at his house. No, was that, that before? That's in the was first this, one. Was it? Yeah, that's not Carlos Reyes. That's a guy that worked for Carlos Reyes. Oh, never mind. Who killed? Oh, yeah, that was Benicio Toro's okay. family. Anyway, I so. Don't know. I think somehow the kid has been kind of involved in it from the very beginning and I, why he's shown zero hesitancy of of working for his cousin, getting the money, and then just shooting this dude in the face. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Point is, I think Benicio Del Toro should have died in this movie. 100%. Right? Right? Like I everybody, mean, his everybody, teeth were every, blown out. But no, but everybody I talk about, like, cinematically, I think he should have died in this movie. Like, I think it would have been good. I think they're going to do film. one more. They could have still done one more and have him die. Yeah. Just have somebody else. Have a little kid. I don't care. Yeah. Point is, is that he should have died in this film. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. Give him a twin brother. It's all good. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but a good movie. It was a it was solid good. movie. Yeah. It was a solid movie. I, I definitely recommend it. I skipped through a ton of stuff. There's not a big spoiler. I mean, I did kind of spoil it, but yeah, no, it's just but a, it's just a post pounding yeah. intense movie. It's there's a solid stuff, movie. You want there's scenes you want to see. It doesn't matter about the ending or how you want to see certain scenes. It's really it's a really beautiful shot movie and well made. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna give you a choice of three movies. Okay. But I'm gonna pick one for you anyway. Okay. Um. So uh, Peppermint. Uh huh. Night School. Yeah. Or Star Is Born. 
but I'm going to pick A Star is Born. Yeah, I figured as much. Um, so I saw <laughs> a Star. Uh, that, that, obviously, I saw a Star is Born. Um, so this this movie is being like touted as the next Oscar winner. Like, I mean, it's amazing. And Bradley Cooper's directorial debut, which I find funny that when they asked him to direct, um, what do you call it? Guardians of the Galaxy 3, he said, yeah. well, I won't shoot anything that I didn't write. Like, I didn't, that wasn't on script. But this is like a remake of a remake. Like, I know he partly wrote the script. Yeah, but it's just him. But still, come on. Yeah. Come on. Anyway. Um, and I know you don't, you don't want to see this movie, Rick. But so Star is Born is, is a movie with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, where he's a... Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, or Stephanie Germata, um, where he is an aging rocker country guy who is famous, very famous over so many years, and he meets this woman who's singing in a uh, drag bar and um, loves her voice and kind of flirts with her and just and then and then wants to date her, drags her on stage with him. What? My face is about to hit the microphone from board. Oh already. my gosh. He wants he wants to he wants to, he loves her voice, loves her that she's a songwriter. And so one of his shows, he brings her on stage and she sings a song and she goes viral. And then she goes on tour with him and then she, she her stars exploding and she's getting better, but she takes a turn for a different genre of music and he's not happy about it. And it's really about their relationship through it. And so it's definitely a relationship film. Hand down. That you saw by yourself. That I saw by myself. I felt really weird. And there's a dude next to me that also saw it by himself. It was like we were a couple. It you was should have sco- you should have scooted over. I should have held his hand. Yeah. Been like, this is a good movie, honey. <laughs> um because there was couples on either side of us. <laughs> it was terrible. Um so halfway through the movie I realized I should not have seen this movie by myself and I should have waited to see it with my wife. Yes. Um but offense number what like three point five. So for, for, for a first directorial debut, it, I think it was really, really well done. Very well done movie. I mean the acting was really good. The directing was good. Like he did a great job. Uh Lady Gaga, her acting isn't that good actually. I don't care what anybody says, her acting's not that good. Yeah. It's not. I mean, yeah. they everybody says amazing performances. You know who was really good in this movie? Andrew Dice Clay. Didn't even know he was in he it. He was he's plays her dad. Oh okay. and he is awesome in this movie. So is um Sam what's his name? Sam Everett. Okay. Sam Everett's always good in every movie he makes. Um <clears throat> and so fun fact, Bradley Cooper actually modeled his voice for six months off of Sam Everett so he could offer him, the Sam Elliott, so he could offer him the role of his, playing his older brother. Oh, okay. So he mimicked Sam yeah. Elliott's voice so that when he talked to him, he's like, hey, look, I made this role specifically with you in mind. Yeah. And he was like, man, I really hope he takes the role because if not, I would just wasted six months <laughs> doing this voice. Um, so great, great by him. Bradley Cooper, it was Bradley Cooper. I mean, he was, you know, He's the same. Yeah. But I, I disagree with them saying that, that Lady Gaga's pr- performance was... Maybe they're just saying from a singing perspective. I mean, yeah, well, it's Lady Gaga. She's an amazing sure. singer, but they said from acting, and her acting was not that great. Let me, let me ask you a question about this, and the only person I feel like I can genuinely kind of put in this similar scenario, do you think she should have gone by her stage name or her real name in this movie? I think she should have gone by her stage name. I mean, her real name. Yeah, and, 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 that, name. and that's, what, that's what I thought. Like, it kind of, I don't know. Like I, I think people are gonna go see this because it's Lady Gaga. Because it's just Lady Gaga, right? Like she has a huge fan base. I'm not a member of but that fan you, base. But if you want to be known for your acting, right? You you don't like just like The Rock, right? He so well, I, I think the first movie he came out with was the, the first Rock, few movies. It? He was The Rock, yeah. and then it was Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and now it's just Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson so right? I don't know. Maybe so. There's definitely been an evolution to it, 
right? But I think his movies have gotten better the more that he's gone by Dwayne Johnson. But there have been other singers that are in movies and they use their real regular names. They don't use their stage names. Right. They're regular names. And so it's kind of like, who is that person? Let me go see. And then you notice it's Lady Gaga. You're like, wow. Or you don't even realize it's Lady Gaga because she doesn't... It's kind of hard to tell. You yeah. can't tell because she's not wearing all the makeup. And so I feel like maybe this... I'm not saying this. I haven't seen this movie, so I can't say it's a bad movie or good movie. It's a great movie. Um, but is it going to get that much more praise if she's if, if because on her it? name is on it? I think it's going to people are going to see it. I, I don't. I don't think the praise matters if her name's on it or not. Honestly, like from it does critics, for award season from, and for uh, I, I don't not from critics though. Critically, no, it's not award season. Even badly critiqued movies get get awards sometimes. This is um, true. But I, I think critic-wise that people really just I, – I, I can understand why they think that her acting was good, but I don't because yeah. it seemed very faked. So would they say her – Did they are they saying her acting is good because it's Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga acting as opposed to would they have said, and eh, the acting wasn't that great if it was Stephanie whatever – you know what so I'm saying? Like, as a poli- like, are they giving her a pass because it's Lady, Lady Gaga? Gaga? Why do you keep saying Gaga? <laughs> um, possibly. You know, I mean, that might that might take that. It might be a psychological thing where they see right. that name and they're like, "Oh, well, she did pretty good for Lady Gaga for being a singer." But like, I don't. It doesn't matter because I've seen other singers that do very well in movies. Exactly, and act amazing. Um, do I think she was a good for this role? Yes, I think she was good for this role. Sure. And the chemistry she had with Bradley Cooper was actually really good. And but certain, just some of the ways that they interacted at times, didn't it didn't work for me. What was the genre she went to when she changed? Pop. Was it hardcore pop, yeah. like straight, like booty, Lady- booty shaking pop? No, not even Lady Gaga, like Britney Spears pop. Oh, okay, yeah, like yeah, legit pop. Interesting. Um, and she didn't play Lady Gaga, although her singing was very Lady Gaga-ish at times because yeah. she's got that voice. That kind of goes, hey, that's just, uh, you know. Anyway, that's that was my <laughs> it's impersonation. Like, it's of like Lady I was Gaga. listening to Lady it's Lady like Gaga, Gaga right here, sitting right next <laughs> to you. Um, so my take is, go see the movie. Yeah. It's good. It's got a really good, great, great, not good, great story behind it about about Hollywood pressures and the pressure to you know be a celebrity and what that looks like. But I think they sped fast. Uh, it could have been a longer movie. Uh, this is like one of the only times I'm like. It should have been longer. Hmm. Some some scene, some some parts of it maybe. And maybe not the whole movie as a whole, but there should have been less like her career and what it's t- taking over and more about their relationship and maybe even before that and his fame and what that looked like. I, I wanted to see more about that. You wanted to see more character yeah. building, but more there was universe some, building. Exactly. But there were some really good cinematic moments in this that I thought were amazing. Um, just not with Lady Gaga's acting. <laughs> So yeah, so I did. I watched that movie and got into a fight with my wife, and I shouldn't have. So just remember, don't get into a fight with your wife over a movie because it's not worth it. Because it's not worth it. Um, I also want to just say, do you guys, if you if you all have any kind of ideas about a couples therapy, I put that in quotes, but like something that's that's just different to um, the pop culture way of doing things. You know, people that like entertainment or maybe geekery or things like that, like board games, squabbles, things like that. Like I want to know about those, and I want to discuss them and talk about them. I want to hear your thoughts about them, uh, because I think it's it's interesting. Because some people don't have these same problems; <laughs> they don't have these same problems at all, you know. Yeah. Because, um, for instance, I will give this out: I'm highly competitive when it comes to playing games. What? So much so that I have made my wife cry on a number of. I sound like a monster. I've made her. Cry. I've walked away from board games because of you. 
I'm not very good at board gaming and being inclusive. Like I'm a I, I'm no. You're good at board games and you're good at winning board games. You're terrible when you start losing. I'm a sore loser and a sore winner. Yes. So that to take that for what you will. I like to throw it in your face that I'm winning. I'm smug about it. I'm that guy. And then when I'm losing, I want to throw the table over. At your face. At everybody's face. And I want to think everybody's cheating. Especially if you're the reason why he lost. Like if you're on a team game. Oh, don't. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I'll just get it because dad's going to listen to this. But um, so anytime we play with Julie's parents, we play a team game like Taboo or something. Yeah. I do not want to be on their team because... But you're just different people, right? I think, of course, me and Julie are a good team because we've been married for 13 years and we know each other. We know what we're saying. Yeah. But the references do not work with her parents at no. all. And so I'm trying to like say things. And there's an age gap there, too. So the references also don't work. Plus, they like different things. It's just it's not compatible at all. Yeah. And I, but mom doesn't want to play with dad. So mom and Julie play and me and dad will usually play. And... I am very calm, actually. It's a very... I just tell myself... And we don't always, but I just tell myself this. Dad, and if you're listening, this is what I always tell myself when we play games. And I'll still play with you because I love you. Um, I tell myself, Jose, you're going to lose this game. <laughs> and it's okay if you lose this game because you know this isn't indicative of your level of playing. So just enjoy the game and lose gracefully. <laughs> that is literally what I tell myself every time I play a game with them. I have to psych myself up so that I don't act like a baby. And it does not always work. <laughs> it does not always work. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd like to hear more about uh Yeah, I mean, like let that. us know. I mean, I'm tone deaf. And when, oh, when we play games where you have to, like, hum something or whistle something, Holly just throws her hands up in the air because she knows she's going to lose. So we're... <laughs> Apparently, I can't hum "Happy Birthday." So we were playing. What is it? Cranium. Cranium. And you know, some of those things. If you ever play Cranium, there's this like star performer thing where you have to hum things. Yeah. And he was supposed to hum "Happy Birthday," but it was just. <laughs> and I was like, "What does he say? What is he doing?" It was just the same tone. It didn't elevate. Nothing happened. And I was like, well, "Is he having a seizure? I'm confused." <laughs> it was terrible. I'm oh, also terrible so at Pictionary. Yeah, well, no, you're, not, you're okay. No, well, so my problem is, like, I've been drawing for most of my life. And to go into Pictionary where, where it needs to be, like, really quick stuff, like, that's just not my skill. Like, quick drawings are not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's that's all I got for today. Um, you, you picked up some comic books. So yeah, so um, I've dived back into the world of comic books and um, dove right in like Scrooge McDuck in, I a, did. in a bank vault full of comic books. That would hurt. It would actually, no matter what you put in there. Yeah. I mean, maybe if it was bubbles, but then you just sink right to the, bo- you'd hit, you'd <laughs> you'd hit the bottom. You'd actually hit the bottom. What would you put, you know what? I want to pose that question. What would you guys put in your bank vault so that it wouldn't hurt? Would it be sponges? That would be feathers. I think, no, that's still, you'd probably oh, yeah, you'd get, I don't yeah. know. I have no idea. Pillows. Anyway. Pillows. So what's your, uh, Pillows. so I actually picked up a couple, like three different, um, three different titles actually by, uh, one of the same authors, uh, Brian Michael Bendis. So Bendis. He, he has a little, Bendis like Bendis. He has a little small publication in line called Jinx World, uh, under DC. Uh, I believe, I believe that's correct. Uh, but basically I picked up, uh, Scarlet cover and, um, uh, Pearl. And so there, there are three smaller Cover? releases. Yeah, I believe so. 
Um, the three smaller releases, um, very art driven, like the, you know, Pearl, she's a tattoo artist for the Yakuza, but then she's been hired to like, as a assassin. Um, I believe Scarlet is like kind of like a post-apocalyptic kind of thing. Um, and so it's just different, different takes. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm at, I'm at the, uh, my plan is to read them this week and then give a, a quick review, um, next week. On our next episode. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to get back into comics. Uh, I've set up some, um, or I've been going to Bedrock, a uh, local comic book store in Houston. Uh, so give them a shout out. Um, go visit them. They have a great selection, super helpful people. Um, but yeah, uh, so I'm trying to get back into comics. I got my son his first comic book, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm secretly going to read as well. Heroes in a Half Show. Uh, so yeah, getting back in the comic book world cool man i'm gonna try to read those too so again we can discuss and yeah. talk about our thoughts um that's all i have um no happy birthdays today because i didn't look it up again because i life. didn't want to because life how about that do you like that audience <laughs> i didn't want to yeah so i just didn't do it take that like a 17 year old teenager i can do what i want um i'm 36 y'all <laughs> and these teenagers are crazy so next week will be our Halloween episode. Yes. Um, so please join us for Halloween hijinks. <laughs> I don't know how many hijinks you can I get feel on, like on a podcast. It just turned into an episode of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Jinkies. Because this is jinx, hijinks. Yeah, hijinks. Okay. Hollywood horror. I don't know. What do you want me to say? It's <laughs> the only like, alliterative thing I can think of at the time. Hollywood humbug. <laughs> Hollywood hullabaloo. Is that better? Is that, do you want me to keep going? I can keep going. All night long. If you want Jose to stop, press one. Leave a voicemail. Leave us a just, message. Just say stop <laughs> at 281-698-7538. I'll leave you with one last parting thought. I wish you could actually declare bankruptcy by just yelling, <laughs> I declare bankruptcy. I feel like you'd have to run off into a train though. Run off into a train. Like run off to a train, like to a train park, because after he does it, he runs off to the train park. I don't remember that. But he part. realizes he can't actually do that. Oh. Office references. Sometimes yeah. I get them, sometimes yeah. I don't. Okay. I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> you can also find us on Twitter <laughs> at IGTGS. Oh, we're doing that again? Yeah, we are. Okay. You can hit us up on an email because we forgot that. <laughs> and it's going to get st- nope. <laughs> it's going to get stupid at gmail.com. You can chat with us on facebook at facebook.com slash is going to get stupid or on instagram at it's going to get stupid i regain control of the ending of this show bye y'all <laughs>